This is another episode of Here If You Need with Clint Stanaway, brought to you by our great friends and partners at Deakin University. Our special guest today is not only a former player, but a current coach. I speak of the legend that is Sherelle McMahon. Hello, Shaz. Hey, Stanners. How are you? I'm going pretty well. Yeah, I'm coping. It's been pretty normal for me as a journo, but um, how's it been for you as a coach? Well, different. It has been quite different. <laughs> um, that's fair to say, particularly over the uh, isolation period, of course. Um, we actually spend a lot of time on Zoom, as a lot of people have been doing, doing uh, you know, footwork drills. Yeah, and I'm sure people who have watched this uh, podcast would know that. They've heard the girls speak about that period of time. So, you know, Simone and I have been just keeping in really close contact around um, what hours we're able to ha- spend with the girls and how we best spend those hours with them, whether they're in isolation or not. Um, so it's been like, a, it's just been a really interesting process to be a part of, to be honest. It's, you know, no one has ever experienced anything like this before. So, you know, I, I kind of think there's been lots of challenges, but it's been, um, yeah, kind of not fun, but certainly different and interesting to, to experience. You've got two jobs. The second being, well, probably your first job is a, as a mum. Yes. Has that changed? Like you've just got, you got to do your work at home and you've got kids running around. And Yeah, that's changed. That's changed significantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, remote learning was an interesting experience, although I've got to say Xavier did quite take to it. He was okay yeah. with it. So, you know, I was lucky in that regard. But um, there was an element of climbing the walls at, <laughs> at different stages. And what, of, you were climbing the walls or the kids yes, were? Yeah, that was me. That was me. <laughs> and a lot of just, yes, you can play the iPad. So, you know, they kind of got a, a lot more access to that than, than what they're used to. But, um, look, I, I think, you know, Breck and I, my husband and I tried to take the approach that um, while it was really unusual and, and tough in different ways, Probably never again will we have that time together as a family. We're just such a concentrated time together. And so in the tough moments, we tried to remember that and tried to remember um, the positives that came along with that. But um, it was a little bit up and down, let's say. <laughs> There's been a bit going on in netball circles. Uh, that's it. <laughs> is that fair to say? <laughs> I think that's fair to say. <laughs> <laughs> let's start with Well, Actually, I'm going to ask you about the players. As a coach... Are you and Simone happy with how the girls have come back from this isolation period? Yeah, really happy, actually. So um, we, we kind of slowly integrated them into back onto court because, um, you know, we didn't want to just put them straight back into the load they were doing pre the isolation break because we're just obviously very mindful of their mental health for one, but also mm. their physical health and being able to cope with that increase in load. Um, So we were working with small groups um, and then we have built that across the last couple of weeks. And I think probably one of the things that has come out of it is that in some ways we're kind of forced to do that, but there's some positives that have come out of that because we've spent some really good time, the the structure of the way we've done things a bit different. So we'll potentially take some learnings out of that and continue to include that in the program even after any of the restrictions are in place. So um, and, and I think the girls have responded well to that. Um, some of the, the sessions in the last week or so have been pretty intense and they've, they've largely coped really well with it. So um, I think, 
once they got used to catching a ball again mm. and not just running yeah. around cones, they, they've picked it up really well. So, yeah, well, we're, we've been happy. Just on that point, netball ain't footy. But if you use footy as an example, the skills have been uh, scratchy, questionable. Mm. Do you think there'll be a little bit of that when everyone's back on court? Possibly, possibly. Um, although we do have a longer lead in time, obviously, mm. than what um, the footy codes had. And certainly AFL, they only had a couple of weeks notice before they, they kind of got back into it. So you would hope that that lag isn't as, isn't as great. Um, one of the challenges, though, around this time is, you know, we are back together again. But normally in this time, we would be doing a lot of, of match practice but with the restrictions and um, the numbers that we're allowed to have in, t- in training, that normal match play that we would have as a group, is, is lo- it just looks different. Um, so while we're able to do it, it is a different look on it. So we're not going to have that same level of practice match and match play probably under our belts when we come to round one as what we would normally see in, in a pre-season. And just one on footy, Carlton's actually got better. <laughs> Stannis, I think we've turned into a team that actually wins the close games. It's very exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting. I'm not, I mean, that's only, you know, two of the last couple of games. A small sample size. Very small sample size. <laughs> but, um, you know, the previous form in, in other years may suggest that wasn't the case. So I'm taking the positives where I can. <laughs> Go the Blues. I love it. Okay. The controversy that was the introduction of the two-point super shot <laughs> as um, Australia's best ever goaler. Am I allowed to say that? Does Kath Cox listen to this? It's a few <laughs> yeah, others. Exactly. There's a few that may take exception to it, but, you know, <laughs> go with what you need to. Um, how do you feel? What was your reaction? Um, my reaction initially was one of shock, as it was for um, many people, because of the nature in which it was introduced. There was, uh, we, no one really saw it coming. So um, that was certainly the first reaction to it. Um, I mean, I'm probably, like, I, I love our game in the, in the way it has always been played. So I'm probably a bit of a traditionalist in that way. Um, but I do acknowledge that there has been some agitation around the scoring process in netball. It's such a fast, dynamic, exciting game as the ball's either being intercepted or moving down the court. And then there is that pause and breath when the scoring action is happening in netball. And so in some ways, this two-point shot um, is trying to breathe a bit of life into that component of the game. And I I certainly don't mind encouraging the long shot. That's not... I, I quite like that. But I do have some concerns around the impact that it's going to have more broadly on the game and how it's played and the margins at the end of a game. So if it was up to me, it would probably be a no to the two point shot, but we'll know now this, this we'll, we'll see it. We haven't really seen it yet um, in any long form of the game. So at least we'll now have a bit of a sample size to kind of go, well, yes, it did work. Awesome. Well done for the people who made this brave call or actually that didn't work. Let's, um, let's maybe back back away from it. And while it did indeed come out of the blue, it has been mooted for some time, probably going back years, years and years. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And so from that perspective, yeah, it has been spoken about. And I think um, the feelings of a lot of people involved in netball have been made pretty clear about what, mm. not the... Um, 
not the not everyone, but the overwhelming majority feel about it. I think that's been made pretty clear. Um, but you know, this this decision has been made, and you know, I think that the day after it was made, we walked into our training session, and the lines were marked on the court already. So you know, we we know how far away that shot is. We're getting the girls' heads around it. Um, you know, I mentioned that lack of match play leading into the into the round one. So. I mean, I'm not saying that we're not doing match play because we're, we're certainly doing that, but it, it is just a different look. So our ability to really settle down on the tactics and the way you're going to approach that will probably be a bit restricted. So come round one, our ideas around that won't be fully formed yet. Um, so a player, yeah, a player like, let's, let's talk Vixens and how it will impact your um, goal circle. So a player like MJ under the post is re- really, really strong, very physical, um, what about uh, Caitlin Thwaites, Tegan Phillip? How do you think they'll go with the shot? Well, they'll go fine with the shot because they're quite comfortable taking that long shot. And MJ is too in, in some ways. We see her take a lot of shots from under the post, but they are comfortable taking those long shots. Mm. And one of the things that I've always encouraged them as either the goal and coach or now in the role that I have uh, at the moment is to take your shot where you're comfortable taking it and to back yourself from any distance. And, you know, I think that that does play out with, with the athletes um, that we have at the Vixens. They, they're quite um, keen to take those shots wherever they are. So that's good um, from a Vixens perspective. And, you know, there's players right throughout the league that are not afraid to take that long shot. It's not that we never see that long shot, um, but, it, you know, it will reward that long shot in that five minutes at the end of a quarter. And perhaps we will see those shots going up a little bit more and, um, I'm, I've always been a lover of that, uh, that long shot and athletes backing themselves. So if that's what happens, if that's one of the outcomes, then, then that'll be great. One last one on this issue. How do you think Sherelle McMahon would have gone with the two point super shot? Would you have dominated? <laughs> I reckon um, you would have. Do you think? Um, oh, well, I mean, I, I'm obviously, I'm one of, I, I'm in the mold of a Tegan Phillip probably, or a, a Steph Wood, you know, the, the shorter goal arm that, you know, I, I never shot a lot of my goals from uh, holding right under the post. So I don't know. I would have given it a crack, Stanners. That's what I would have done. And I hope that that's what all the athletes right through the SSN do. I hope they, they back themselves and they give these, these shots uh, a crack um, we- and that we see some, some good goals. Sherelle McMahon joining us on here if you need. Uh, with thanks to Deakin University, digital is in Deakin University's DNA with 40 years of experience in distance and online learning. Discover why they're the number one Australian public university for overall educational experience. Premium, proven, loved study online at Deakin. Shaz, we're now going to interact with some of our fans, our Vixen mm-hmm. supporters out there. They've sent in just a myriad of questions. I'm going to start with Jasmine who asks, is being an assistant coach hard or stressful? <laughs> um, it's certainly challenging. I mean, you know, these roles when you, well, at any level that you take it on in a, in a coaching aspect, you know, you take on a level of responsibility and at the elite level, there's um, a certain amount of challenge there, but I love that. That's where I've lived my most of my life really in in that environment where I like being challenged um, and I love working with elite athletes that's that's the thing that I've loved about my netball career no matter what role I've had and so um, is it stressful at times yes depending on what the situation <laughs> is um, 
but uh, it's great. And I, I love that. that. That's the part of being involved in elite sport that really, um, yeah, gets me excited about continuing to be involved in it. What's more stressful, sitting on the bench with, um, with your coach or working with us in TV? <laughs> Um, it's when Simone starts punching my leg, um, depending (laughs) on the situation in a game that can become quite stressful. Um, you never made things stressful when I was working as a commentator. No, I was cool, calm and collected. Thanks for saying so. Every time. Yes, every time. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Zoe asks, best tips for ring defense? Uh, Say that again for in the ring, not wing defense. Did you say it says ring defense? Ring defense. <laughs> In the ring, okay. Best tips for that? Well, I mean, this is going to be one of the challenges that defenders do need to contend with. And we've already seen that in um, some of the simulation we've done is that they're so used to pushing the goalers away from the post. Mm. And now that may not be the, the right tactic. So certainly from that perspective, it's a, a defensive tactic that they will have to look at. But I think um, in the circle, it's really important to have a great combination with your partner. If you're, if you're an attacker and you're trying to do your rotations and your movements or your hold and you've got defenders who are agile, have got really quick footwork and can confuse where the space is and switch with each other really well, that makes it really difficult as an attacker. So I would say your best bet is to form a really good combination with your teammate and work on that quick footwork, get around the body and contest the ball. Okay, now to Lily. Thanks for your question, Lily. She asks, who was your netball inspiration? Oh, thanks, Lily. This, this is like, I love this question and it's really hard to pinpoint. But when I was growing up, I watched Vicky Wilson uh, effectively shoot the winning goal at the World Cup um, in Sydney in 1991. And so she was really, that was the first time I'd seen elite netball really being played. And the first time I kind of knew there was an Australian team and I saw Vicky and I thought, She's amazing and I want to do what she just did. Um, and so she was, she was definitely my inspiration. Um, and so it was then pretty cool when the first time I was named in the team, she was the captain still. Um, so I got to play alongside her in the circle. That, that was a really cool moment. And then even better, in 1999, you got that exact privilege and honour of shooting the winning goal. Yeah. And, you know, again, as I said, Vicky was in that team and um, it, there are so many legends of Australian netball that played in that time. And so, you know, I do pinpoint Vicky, but there was so many that had an influence over me. And another one that I'll point out is Nicole Cusack, who's still really Mm. involved in netball coaching at the international level. She was amazing for me when I first made it into that team, but um, yeah, so many. Um, And you're right in 91, I, I did have the ball in my hands at the end of the game and, um, that was a pretty amazing moment um, after spending most of that game on the bench. <laughs> do, you still watch do you still watch people... it on YouTube? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, you do. I don't. I actually tried to show my kids once and they were kind of a bit like, well, okay, whatever, mum. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> they prefer to watch so gamers much. play oh, on yeah. YouTube rather than watch me play netball. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, okay, Josie asks, how much training do you recommend for teens a week? Oh, that's a, that is a tricky one because 
a lot of teenagers are juggling many, many commitments, whether mm. that's school and social commitments. And hopefully when you're still a teenager, you're probably still playing a few sports. I mean, I, I would certainly encourage that not to specialise too early. Um, and, and really, it, that's a hard question to ask because it really would vary individually yeah. and what you're doing. I, I would think that probably a couple of hours um, every second or third day on court is okay and then some other fitness work to be able to cope with that. And we know how important those landing programs are um, for netballers of, of all levels, uh, but yeah. particularly when you're growing up, kind of being able to take that force when you're landing, making sure you've got, um, you know, some a good fitness base done underneath you as well. So it would be hard to give an exact number, Stanners. I've kind of danced around mm. that a bit, haven't I? But, um, <laughs> you have a bit. <laughs> That's all right. That's all good. Uh, we've got a question all the way from Perth, actually, now, from Sue in Perth. She says, uh, do you enjoy being a net, net fest ambassador? <laughs> Sue. Sue from Perth. Well, that's lovely. Hi, Sue from Perth. I wonder who you are. Um, thanks for your question, Gordy. Um, <laughs> I do. I love being a net fest ambassador. I've, I've done it for many years, actually. I've been up... Um, at the beginning on the Gold Coast and now on the Sunshine Coast and I'm looking forward to hopefully that getting off the ground again later this year too. Um, so, yes. So, what's NetFest? NetFest is a mass participation tournament that's held by Netball Australia where thousands of netballers come together from right around Australia and New Zealand. You can play either the traditional outdoor netball. Will the two-point shot be involved in that? Who knows? <laughs> um, it certainly is in beach netball. Um, that is a hard thing to do, playing netball on soft sand. Um, so there's lots of, um, lots of different ways you can play netball at Net NetFest. Um, there's lots of social activities, which is also really fun. Um, so it's not just about the netball. Um, and everyone who's involved has a great time, I think, mostly. Well, I certainly yeah. do. I hear you do have a very good time. Thank you, uh, Intimated by Sue. Uh, this one's from Elizabeth in Byron Bay. Uh, she wants to know, uh, how did you get the nickname Shirazzle Dazzle? Oh, Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth from Byron Bay. Um, you might have to ask Liz Ellis. I mean, I don't know if she's uh, around. Mm. She's the one probably who gave me that nickname Shirazzle Dazzle. Um, it may have been on the court one day when I went that way and she went that way. I'm not sure. <laughs> she actually has a follow-up question. She says, um, she, I, I'm just intrigued to know about um, Sherelle's first Australian team selection. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. Well, that was an interesting one, I've got to say. And thank you, Elizabeth, for that uh, question. Um, I was a young, I, I was a young player. Um, I was only, well, I say only. I was 20 years old and I didn't really have any expectation on making the team. I was amazed that I'd even made the squad. I was at a training camp, selection camp with the Aussie team and all my idols. Um, and one of them was Liz Ellis. She was my roommate, actually. And the way they decided to announce the team on this occasion was to write the names on a list of paper, on a, on a paper, and just slide it under our door of our yeah. hotel room. So at eight o'clock in the morning, Liz and I were sitting in the room. I was packed because I thought, no way I'll make it. Liz wasn't packed because, of course, she knew she was going to make it. Because if you made the team, you were going to stay in train. And if you didn't, it was time to go home. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, the piece of paper came under the door and my name was on it, much to my surprise. Liz's name was on it, of course. Um, <laughs> but the name that was missing from Liz's perspective was Kath Cox. Now, Kath was obviously a great player at that time and they had planned um, some travelling to do through America after the tour to Jamaica that this was this team was being selected for. So Liz kind of picked up the bit of paper, read that my name was on it, Kath's wasn't, and so their travel plans were thwarted. And she threw the bit of paper at me and said, congratulations, you're in. And she <laughs> walked out the door. And so there I was sitting all by myself in a hotel room in Waverley um, in Melbourne um, going kind of, yay, I just made the Australian team. And I think Liz had gone to complain with Coxie that she hadn't made it. I think that's how that played out. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, the third question is from, or I thought it was a question, was from Catherine from Sydney. And she says, I can't think of anything, but tell Shaz I said to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Catherine, uh, for those comments. It's really nice <laughs> to hear from Catherine from Sydney. Thanks, guys. Uh, it's a bit of fun. They're a good team, aren't they? I love working with them and I know you loved working with them too. Oh, they're, they're a super crew, actually. And um, I, do, I do miss our times together <laughs> and, and my work on the commentary side of things. Um, you know, we've known each other for so many years, Coxie, Liz and I, obviously. Um, and we've, it's we've just had trouble. some great... It's just trouble. Yeah, it's trouble. Trouble. We're not going to go into any of those details, but no. we had some amazing experiences together um, in all the different roles we've held. So, um, yeah, they're, they're a great crew and, you know, throw Gordy into that. Although I, we weren't in the team with her, we've, we've had some great times from a commentary perspective with, with you as well, Stannis, haven't we? More hey, recently, Stannis, yes. I actually wondered, what do you think? Have you told me what, have you told everyone what you think about the two-point shot? I'm a traditionalist through and through. Yeah. So I'm not, and that's not just netball wise. That's in, you know, you, you see a, a rule change in footy, let alone a rule change without much consultation. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty much vehemently against it. It's not so much a rule. It's just, I just love the football, netball, any, any yeah. sport in its sort of, in its traditional form. Look, I'm not opposed to it um, from a broadcast point of view. I know the broadcasters certainly, it wasn't something we were pushing for, but it's something that we'll embrace. Um, and I think ultimately it will grow on a lot of us um, and it gives the fans something, something just a little bit extra, a little bit more excitement, um, a bit like the sort of, you know, the bonus point, uh, rule when it came in we've sort of grown used to it very quickly and it is worth noting that it is only a trial as far as I'm un yeah. I understand so, yeah, I think so. if it's yeah. rubbish and doesn't work well we put it in the bin and move on yeah and then we'll have the answer won't we because as yeah. we said before there's there's been lots of questions and you know we do hope it grows it to these new fans and that the as you say the existing fans although we kind of know their opinion pretty strongly mm. about it um, that, you know, everyone keeps an open mind to it and um, embraces it because I think that that's, that's really important from a coach and an athlete perspective as well, um, that that's the attitude we take to it because, you know, we don't make the rules, we play to the rules and that, that's absolutely what we're going to do. Hey, Shaz, Mac, it's been an absolute pleasure. Keep doing what you're doing and doing it really, really well as you have done right the way through your career and um, get those girls firing ahead of um, a fixture release, hopefully very yes. shortly, so we know who we're playing. And then 
you know, maybe I know Victoria's in a bit of strife at the moment, COVID-wise, but hopefully later in the year we'll be able to get um, some bums on seats and get fans into the into the stadiums too. That would be awesome. We're, we're really looking forward to that. And as we say, I mean, this, this period of time has been so uncertain for everyone. Um, but what we have noticed at the Vixens is just how engaged and supportive our fans have been. And we have loved that. We've always got such amazing fans and we know it's been tough on many levels for many people. So I just wanted to shout out and say thanks to all our members for continuing to be involved. And we cross our fingers that we get the season underway and we have fans in the stadium we're, and we're back to as close to normal as we can be really quickly because that's why we are all involved in this great sport that we love. Great stuff. Well done, Sherelle. Well said. Um, Thank you for your time on here if you need. With thanks to Deacon. Thanks, Dan. See ya. And from me, it's see ya also until next week. At Deakin, digital is in our DNA. With 40 years of experience in distance and online learning, discover why we're the number one Australian public university for overall educational experience. Premium, proven, loved. Study online at Deakin. Applications now open.